Hello and welcome to Hashtag TBT with your boy George Cisse, the podcast talking all things throwback. Each week, me and a special guest will head down memory lane discussing all the things that shape them today. So whether you're born in the 80s, 90s or even the noughties, sit back and relax and get ready to head to Throwback Times. Hello and welcome to Hashtag TVT with your boy Joel Cisse. And this week I am absolutely ecstatic to be joined by actor, pure road man, pure banter man. Hello, 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 man. Road man, you know. <laughs> I see that one road right now, so I can't even pretend, but oh man, it's good to see you, George, man. It's good to uh, see your face, it's... good to hear your voice. It's so good. It's been too long, way too long. It's been long. Long, long time, man. How are you doing, man? How are you? Do you know what? I'm out here, man. I'm just I'm just trying to keep the money up and just stay healthy and just do all that stuff that we're all probably trying to do. It's kind of it's kind of the same old, same old for everyone right now, do you know what I mean, with this pandemic. So yeah, man. Just out here trying to stay healthy, boy. Yeah. How has lockdown been treating you? Like, like, like a foe, not a friend. Do you know what I mean? It's been, it's been beating me up sometimes. I'm not gonna lie, George, man. Sometimes, sometimes it's been, it's been rough out here. But at the same time, it's it, everyone's going through the same things. You know I mean, and I really can't complain. It hasn't been too, too bad for me. But I'm just trying to, to just do the best I can. Do you know what I mean? As everyone is, but you know, it's the ups and the downs, man. Sometimes your sleep patterns all off the, you know what I mean, all off the scale. Sometimes you eat, you're eating madness, but. Yeah, you gotta just try and find those, try and find those ways to anchor back into just being a, a normal, responsible human being. Which you know, some, I tend to, I, I sometimes struggle with. Julie. I promise it you, it is what it is, man. I've started going out to work two days a week. By the third day, I am sleeping all day. Socializing is tiring yeah. after lockdown. <laughs> I went through a phase where if the sun coming up was my cue to go to sleep. Do you know what I mean? I was like, am I just a vampire now? Is that what it is? Am I just fully, fully nocturnal? But yeah, man. It's, oh. it's, it is what it is. But soon, it looks like soon come, we might be able to find ourselves in a little pub garden or something. Yeah, a little something, something. Right, we like to do a little bit. So I love Stormzy, mm. so I've got little bits about Stormzy, don't worry. And my first Stormzy reference is, where do you know me from? So we can just let our listeners know, how do we know each other? So Raph, how where do, do you I know, know me from? <laughs> well, we went, to, we went to a youth theatre school back in the day. Like yeah. way back in the day. This is like, I'm talking like de- over a decade ago. This is when I was sort of, I'm 30 now, I turned 30 the other day. Um, so this is when I was like 15. I remember when I met you, I think around those times in the blue school in Isleworth. Yeah, so we'd go and um, rehearse sort of long hours every kind of weekend, man, and just and just perform and catch jokes mainly. Like if I, if I have to think about my memory of you back in the day, it's just laughter. I don't have a specific, I've got many specific memories of you, but if I were to give kind of like an overview, it'd just be you just creasing the whole time and actually just catching jokes and then trying to stay out of trouble. Trying, but not, all, not always <laughs> succeeding, do you know what I mean? Fun fact. So you say you don't have a specific one. I have one story that I always say all the time. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> We were, oh, no. we were rehearsing two shows, yeah? And then go you on. were driving at the time. So we had to go from Leatherhead to like Blue School, right? So you had <laughs> me and Carl in the car. Carl Spencer, first guest that was on our show. And okay. we were in the car and we we're driving from Leatherhead. And I think you were eating an apple and you're like, nah, this apple's dead. So you just decided to chuck it outside the window and it hits on in the head. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That sounds highly illegal. That, George, listen. To all the people listening, that wasn't me. I was that. I, I, I don't know what George is talking about. You know what I mean? I don't want no one knocking my door telling me that I owe the money or nothing like that. That doesn't sound like me, George. 
That doesn't sound like me. I don't know why you're coming to me like that. George, man, come on, man. <laughs> Baiting me up with the... Come on, man. It's, it's my favourite memory. I just... We laugh about it all the time, me and Carl. We're just like, do you remember that? <laughs> Listen, well, I, I don't remember. That's what I'm saying. Like, you got to bring some evidence to me or something because I'm not trying to catch a case for nobody. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we don't yeah, no, that probably happened. That probably happened. That probably happened. I'm not gonna lie, that probably happened. But I'm, no. whoever it was, I am sorry, man. <laughs> well, I'm I don't think you purposely. Right now. I'm grown right now. You I'm grown. I don't, I don't do that no more. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've grown up since then, but yeah. You um, didn't purposely do it, don't worry. You weren't like, oh, I was an person. Yeah, it was just like you oh, chucked fine. it out and then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, so good. Right. So, my next Stormzy reference, I like to do mm. a bit called. State your name, cuz. So, mm-hmm. we say your name, obviously you say your name. You say your yeah. age, but you just say the year. You don't have to be, like, revealing your right. age if you don't want to. Occupation. I've already said it. I think you have. <laughs> Occupation <laughs> and where you're from. So, just say, if you were from Scotland, but now I live in London, tell me that as well. So, Rafi, state your name, cuz. Right, my name is Raphael Boucher. Um, I'm 30, born in 1991. And I am originally from High Wycombe. Um, and I usually live in London, but right now, because of this pandemic, I'm back at home, boy. I'm back home with the family, and it's uh, as we were saying earlier, it's kind of peak, but it's, it's fun at the same time. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's so destroying, but never mind. I mean, everyone's just trying to do their best out here, boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, big up the acting, man. Tell, tell people what you've been in, boy. State your spotlight. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I just come just a bit here and there. Do you know what I mean? The odd show here, the odd show there, the odd TV here. Do you know what I mean? I just kind of, just on the hustle. We're trying our best, man. Do you know what I mean? We're just trying to, trying to get the money up and trying to get out there. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Out here, really. <laughs> now, you're from like High Wicked Massive. What's it like growing up in High Wicked? <laughs> High Wicked, it's hard to describe, but as a kid, it's all people that think they're from London, but they're not. Do you know what I mean? They all think that they're. <laughs> <laughs> it's all—it's full of people that think they're gangster because you're from Buckinghamshire. So like, do you know what I mean? It's not—it's not really. It's not really what you think. Because they're like, it's, it takes—it takes 25 minutes, you know, straight train straight from High Wycombe into Marlborough. So, you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's kind of a blessing. It's the best of two worlds, especially being here now. Obviously, I've got going for work. I can kind of just jump on a quick train, and it's—and it's easy. But then out here, it's a bit cheaper living wise. So. Yeah, it's it's you do get a bit of the best of both worlds. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's a little bit country. Um, you know, you got you got you got wide open spaces here and there, but then it's got a big town centre. It's alright, man. I can't I can't really knock growing up in High Wycombe. If I'm honest, do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Alright, alright. Big up. I've only been High Wycombe like a couple of times. I did I did I venture out there a little bit. Well, the Swan Theatre. I want to say that's in High Wycombe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Swan Theatre, man. Ooh. Yeah, man, I don't know about those songs. <laughs> like, I did a lot of shows there growing up. <laughs> I, did, I did a lot of shows there growing up, and they've got a banging panel that they do every year. Um, but I did a show a couple of years ago, and we went on tour. And we went on tour to High Wicked, and I was excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to my hometown. And boy, that was, um, that was an upsetting time, boy. Because <laughs> I don't know, when you're touring the whole country, and then, then the one theatre that everyone's like, oh, where are we now? It's like, oh, this is, this is where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> but now, not to, not to slate the swan, obviously. I'm sure they do, you know, they do... Uh, great work but I, I just uh, my experience there was just it was just a little bit unloved do you know what I mean so yeah. hopefully in the future when things are back up and running um, it can get some more love because I think it needs it if I'm yeah. honest yeah amen to that but that's yeah. why I mean that's why like I used to venture out to kind of your size to do kind of performing when I was younger because there wasn't really enough going on um, in the town 
that I'm from. There's, I think there's a lot more now that I've got a few friends that teach in the area and stuff like that. So I think there's, it's on the up and up, especially for kids and that kind of trying to get into theatre. But when I was younger, I kind of had to venture a little bit further afield. Come down to London town, West London. Come down to London town, do you know what I mean? That's why I thought I was a London boy back in the day. <laughs> you know what, Rafi? Should we head to throwback times? Oh, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. So, my first question. What were you like back in the day? What was I like? Yeah. Uh, what, what, what was I like? Um, Sucking them apples. <laughs> that was one time, and I'm not even sure it was me, but um, I was serious about performing. I always wanted to kind of be on stage. I always wanted to do some acting. Um, and I just I just like to like make my friends laugh, really. I used to just... I don't know, we, I think me and my friends, and you probably included, we had quite... We were just always taking the piss. We were always ripping the piss out of each other um, and just trying to make each other laugh. We knew when it, when it was time to be serious, we'd be serious, but at any given time, there was a time to be mucking about. That's usually where you'd find me. Just I'd reside where the, where the jokes were. That's, that's where I'd like to be, man. And it was fun. I don't know, it's hard to look back and say, I don't know, I'm who I am, so it's hard to say what I was like. You know, yeah. <laughs> That was that was me, but all I can remember being like is I just used to like to catch jokes, man. I like to be around funny people, and that's why I was around you when we was younger. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I like, though. That's what we want. The funny people are the best people. You stay in people's minds. Yeah, that's what I was saying, man. I've got so many fond memories back in the day of us just, just <laughs> random, random giggles, man. Just random, random happenings. I don't remember no apples, George. I don't remember no apples. But I remember <laughs> other. other <laughs> Do you know what I mean? In case the police are listening, but I remember, I remember endless, endless amounts of jokes that we had back in the day, man. What is your biggest memory of being younger? Is there any point in your life you're like, oh my God, that memory? One specific memory? Either from uh, school or a situation you got yourself into that sits with you still now. Oh my God, there are so many. I mean, I've got myself into so many stupid situations, man. So like, yeah, I don't know which one to say. I remember doing Harry Potter with you back in the day. Oh I yeah. Remember, I remember I remember I started doing, doing Harry Potter back in the day and just, and just catching jokes for people because... It was just, it was just, there were some strange characters rolling about. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and obviously, people were obviously had like ulterior motives. Everyone trying to get their little position like here, there, and everywhere. Like, you know I mean? trying to be close to the camera, whatever else. And I could just remember just me just catching jokes with people, and maybe some one or two people not quite understanding that we were joking. Sometimes. <laughs> um, I couldn't give you one specific specific memory from honest George, but uh, yeah, I, that's what brought back. A big memory to be. I totally forgot Harry Potter, Gryffindor. We were Gryffindor, ladies and gentlemen. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Good old film set times. They were good, man. The food was good at the time. Oh, I tell you what. I speak, speaking of food, there was one time it was in the. It was like a. It was like a. Some some scene in the. What's that hall? The great is it called the Great Hall? Yeah, the Great Hall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a breakfast scene, right? And I remember turning up, and our bus must have been late to get there or something. So we only got like two two seconds of breakfast before we got into costume set. And um, I remember there was people coming around putting bacon and sausages and all kinds of things on the plate. And I was thinking, yeah, go ahead, man. But then I, little did I know that obviously whatever you eat, they're resetting that every time. Do you know what I mean? So it, when it got to like take 50 and I'm sat there just forcing this food down my stomach thinking, why? When will it end? <laughs> that is a memory that I have that you, you must have been there for because that was... That was both a fun and a, and a, and a, and a nauseating time because <laughs> I learned that day. <laughs> I learned that day. Now, if I have to eat on camera now, I'm miming everything. I'm not trying to, 
I'm not trying to I'm not trying to <laughs> die for nobody because because I have to eat 50 takes worth of sausages and eggs, bro. Oh, oh no. God. You're taking those little bites and it's like, yeah, that's how much I ate, only a little bite. <laughs> oh man, trust me. I've got so many like bad things with food. There was I did a show like a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, and in rehearsals, the director was like, uh, how are you with chicken? Do you like chicken? I was like, yeah, I love chicken. So the writer was in the room, so fine. And they basically wrote in like every other line, he just take, he takes a bite of chicken. Um, you know, stereotypes aside, I was loving it. So, I mean, I was I was kind of loving it in rehearsals, loving the idea of eating. It got, by the end of the end of rehearsals, it basically was nine chicken drumsticks that got eaten per show. In the first week, I was like, I can handle this. I can handle this for like a year tour. That, that's fine. That's not a pr- that's not a problem. Until one day, <clears throat> quite soon into the into the run, I took a bite of a chicken and I'm meant to say a line straight afterwards, and I didn't quite get to it down quick enough, and ended up choking on stage. And <laughs> George, there is no. There is no scarier thing in life than choking on stage because everyone thinks it's part of the show. Yeah. So I'm looking up there and there's an audience of maybe like six, 700 people and they're just looking at me like smiling, just grinning at me and looking at me like, oh, this is great. But what's he going to do? Oh, he's choking now. And little do they know, I'm fully like, I'm, I'm genuinely like, I can't breathe. I'm, I'm looking out, I'm looking at the audience, no one, I'm holding my throat and I'm doing all those actions with that and people are like, that's great. That is great. That's great acting. I wasn't. I wasn't acting. I can't, I'm not that good actor. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm there just fully, fully choking out on stage. And even the people that were in the scene with me, they were looking at me thinking I'm just, because I can sometimes be a bit like that. I sometimes would just like try something else. So they would look at me and then in character, one of my mates kind of like slowly walked up to me and smacks me on the back and then this big lump of chicken comes out and I ended up just kind of like throwing up a little bit on stage. Luckily there was a bin and then saving my line. But I don't like food anymore. I try and stay away from food and acting because from those two experiences, one just having to overeat and the other one nearly choking and dying on stage in front of people, I just don't think it's part of my bag anymore. I'm clearly thinking it's just not for me. So I stay away from that now. I mean, I try and leave my eating at home. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we won't be seeing you popping up in McDonald's adverts anytime you soon. Won't be, yeah, you won't see me in a Mackey's advert anytime soon, put it that way. So obviously like, yeah, we met doing youth theatre stuff, yeah? Yeah. Was there a moment that you decided that you knew that you wanted to be an actor? I think um, probably... I don't think there was one moment, but in the period that I spent at that youth theatre school, by the time that I kind of left to do other stuff, I left because I wanted to pursue it seriously. So I don't think there was one specific moment, but during my time there, I kind of knew that it was something I wanted to kind of at least have a go at doing more and more um, as I went forward. I I left that kind of experience knowing that I wanted to try and go to drama school and maybe try and, you know, pursue it professionally. But I don't think there was one specific moment, but you know, over time being there in that environment, because as I was saying earlier, it was kind of, out of all the youth theatre schools that I know today, it was probably the most intense out of any, any experience I've known from any of my friends having. Do you know what I mean? We used to kind of, used to tour around and do shows in, in a quite a high, to a quite a high standard. And we used to kind of have sellout audiences quite often mm. and stuff like that. And I feel like that was kind of what gave, gave me that kind of bug. And I'm kind of grateful for that experience because obviously it's kind of led to you know, led to what I do now. So, yeah. Yeah. Leading on, so was anyone in your family already in the theatre or acting or anything that inspired you? They think they are. No, I'm joking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my family's full of characters, man. I feel like, to be honest with you, I've got, I've got family members that perform. I've got, um, I've got a cousin on my dad's side. She's part of Basement Jacks and she's always been touring and performing since I was as young as I can remember. So I've always had kind of like, I've always been drawn to kind of like doing what she's, she's been doing and like singing on stage and stuff like that. It's always been an idea that I wanted to have a go at. And then I've had other family members, other actors. One of my cousins, Binter, he's just he's just started in Coronation Street actually, so he's he's out there doing bits as well. So I've got a few family members that are out there doing. Do you know what I mean performing? Mm. I've got other cousins that sing. 
Um, my uncle was, uh, you know, was still is a, a music producer. He worked with Bob Marley and stuff back in the day. Um, so, you know, there's, you know, within my family, there's a lot of people that are kind of artists that are within the arts. So because of that, and also endless others that kind of sing in church, whatever else. So because of that, it's been, I think, surrounded by a lot of performers and big characters that kind of have made it a lot easier for me to kind of see this as uh, an enterprise that I should probably, you know, throw my hat into. <laughs> Right, now we're going to head proper throwback. So, okay. what did you watch when you were a child on TV? What did you watch? What was I watching when I was growing up, man? Uh, when I was young, young, you see like Power Rangers back in the day. Power Rangers used to get boxed off. Um, <laughs> what else was there? Dragon Ball Z. Oi! I mean, like, I'm not going, in like, I'm not going in, like a, in like an order of ages. I'm just trying to think of all the things that kind of come to mind. It just used to be, it just used to be, when I was young, young, it used to be kind of like just uh, GMTV in the morning, like just all that kind of, all that kind of Saturday morning kind of stuff. Um, Recess was a big one back in the day. Uh, what else? Hey Arnold back in the day. Joey Bravo used to be back in the day. Pinky and Brain back in the day. Um, and when I got a bit older, it was sort of like one-on-one, my wife and kids. One-on-one. Um, then what, you know what I mean? It's just the Wayne brothers, really. The Wayne brothers kind of carried me through a lot of my childhood. Like they just, they just banged out so much stuff that I used to watch. The Mate. Martin Show, do you know what I mean? Back in the day, what was the show with LL Cool J back in the day as well? In the house, in the house as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, there was a lot going on. Slamble used to make a little appearance in there every now and again. I used to watch that as well. I don't know. No, that is a loads there, man, and I love it because. We've got to pray, like we've got to say thank you to the Wayne, the Wayne's family, yeah. actually, because yeah, 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 yeah. they provided so they much. Provided, <laughs> yeah, so much. So especially because British, I remember there was a period where I, when I was growing up, I used to live at home, but then um, I went and stayed with my nan for a period as well, and she had Sky. So going there, it was kind of like I'm like, Mum, it's alright, so I'll stay here for a bit. And then it ended up I was just staying there because it was closer to my school. I stayed there for like I stayed. It was easier to get school in one. That's why I stayed there. But um, I remember just not wanting to ever go home because they had Sky then. We didn't have it back home. And that's when I kind of started watching more kind of Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon and more, and more Trouble. Do you remember Trouble back in the day? Trouble was my channel. Trouble was, Trouble was the spot, man. That was the saved as a favourite straight away. You used to go from BBC to ITV straight to Trouble. <laughs> <on the favorite. laughs> and that was mad. Um, but yeah, the Wayne Brothers, man, they kind of, they kind of produced so much work back in the day that, that kind of was, 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 was especially with black, growing up black as well, with British TV, it was kind of, uh, it was a birth for me of just seeing kind of like black comedy on screen daily. Amen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was kind of, and that obviously had a massive impact on kind of my humour and the things that I found funny kind of going forward. So yeah. I a lot of respect for the Wayne Brothers. Yes. All right. So what music did you grow up around? Wow. Music wise. Music it was when when I was too young to kind of buy my own stuff, it was like what is you know what my mum used to listen to and stuff like that. So it used to be like Motown. She used to listen to a little bit of jazz and then a little gospel. Do you know what I mean? So between Ooh. gospel moves, yeah, it was it was a very, very kind of gospely Motown kind of house. My first CD that I ever bought was um it was a Jay-Z album. Um and it was the one that had Show Me What You Got On It. It's called Kingdom Come. So it was a Jay-Z Kingdom Come album, right? And I remember um, when I used to swim, I used to listen to that song every time that I was about to get ready to go and like go and line up to go to my swimming races because it just used to amp me up. Um, and after that, yeah, I bought like the Jay-Z Linkin Park um, album, that little, that little mix-up. What else did I used to listen to? 
Hey. No, I don't even know. It's hard. It's hard to remember. Missy Ellie used to get banged up back in the day. She was sick <laughs> back in the day. I was very R and B back in the very nineties R and B, and I still to this day am. Like if people for a house party or something, um, whenever we can do that again, um, if you give me the ors, just get ready. Just get ready to go to like nineties R and B. Just get ready to go to MTV base in in nineteen ninety nine. Is where it's going to sound like. Do you know what I mean? Mate, Jay Z and Missy were huge back in the day. Well, still are. Timberland, like. <laughs> yeah. Timberland. I mean, any Timberland thing that he produced was always. I was always about that as well because he was prolific, man. The stuff that he's made for both himself and for other artists. Dre back in the day as well. Outcast back in the day. Yeah, man. Just that's. I don't know. That's where I used to reside. Yes. <laughs> What's one thing you would bring back from the past? What would I bring back? I want to normalise knocking on my friend's door, yeah? And then us, man, just going to the park and chilling. I want to normalise knocking for my friends and, say, and not, not having to ring, because sometimes I'll be passing people's houses and I think, just pull up on them and see what they're saying. <laughs> Nowadays, you've got to ring, it's polite to say you're coming, all that kind of stuff, but I'm just saying to my friends, if you knock on my door and I'm not doing nothing, I'm going to come out with you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> because I, I'm, not, I'm into spontaneity. I'm not about kind of trying to plan everything, because I feel like every time we try and plan something, it's, you know you have those New Year's and you'll be planning it for like, months in advance and then when the day comes it never 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 lives up to it and I always feel like those spontaneous nights out those spontaneous like trips out with your friends always uh, where the best money where the best memories are kind of provided so I'd like to normalise just rolling up on your friends and saying jump in let's go because nowadays that don't happen enough I think that needs to happen after lockdown because everyone's had a year to chill out and rest listen (laughs) after lockdown my, my diary is open. Like you don't don't be trying to plan anything with me. You just turn up because yeah. I'm going I'm going everywhere and I'm going there always. Do you know what I mean? So just don't, just turn up. because I'm ready. I'm down. I'm down whenever. Yes, I mean, that's the spirit. <laughs> is there anything that you did in the past that maybe now you're like, oh, I regret that. I really regret that. Yeah, do you know what? I didn't have too many, but someone told me a little while ago that I threw an apple. Um, out of a a car window and look if you were struck by an apple in maybe 2009 or something listen I am sorry I am sorry if you was in the Islesworth area and you got hit with a granny smith my friend (laughs) (laughs) I am sorry Um, but what do you mean like just (laughs) just normal regrets (laughs) oh man Um, Um, just stand the regrets yeah? any regrets yeah anything you go oh I really George how long have you got my friend <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean why are you trying to get me to bait myself out what am I <laughs> all right well here we go um, no nah, I don't know I wish um, I used to, as I said earlier I used to swim a lot and I wish I'd have carried on swimming because it just was it just used to keep me so fit and nowadays I'm just trying trying all, my, all I can to kind of stay fit but um, I wish I carried on like with my fitness a bit more. I've got back into it recently, to be fair. I started training three times a week to try and get myself looking as much as possible. But um, apart from that, just just standard kind of, oh, why did I say that? I mean, the amount of times I've been in professional settings, I've just said something and the room goes silent. And I'm like, oh, it's cold in here. Um, or just, I, I don't know. Just, I think I probably just got the standard regrets that everyone else has. And just, you know, everyone's got moments they look back on when they were younger and they think, wow, that was so cringy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I remember one time I bought, I bought this gold jacket thinking I was the shit. And then um, I must have uh, turned up in Mufti Day or like, kind of like, what's it called when you can wear your own clothes in school? And I just got ripped for a solid eight hours. That's one regret. There's just so many things I can think back on that are just, just not worthy of me. Do you know what I mean? So I don't have any 
Any specifics for you, George? We all learn from our regrets. It's fine anyway. It's all good. Yeah, I'd like to call them learning teachable moments. I mean, rather than regrets. (laughs) (laughs) If that can run, because some of them should be regrets, not gonna lie. But also, I don't like to remember them. I'm quite good at blocking out the things I've done in the past that are kind of a bit like just embarrassing. Because listen, everyone has them. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not letting anyone kind of judge me for who I was 10 years ago because you know, we change every couple of years, man. So true. Bars, man. Let me get that on the wall. Let me. What, are, we sp- are we spitting right now? <laughs> Damn. Go, better you win a Grammy for that one. <laughs> Trust me. You can have that one, George. You know, that, one's from, that one's for free, I'm telling you. Don't have to pay my therapist. It's all good. That's what I'm saying. So is there anything around now that you wish was around back in the day? Ooh. Like, like technology-wise or just like... Anything. Could be anything. Oh, I mean, it's not actually good for me, but uh, I'm glad for Deliveroo. And for and for Uber Eats because <laughs> you tell a lot of my food in it because I remember back in the day you could only do you remember back in the day you could only order, or you could order a pizza, an Indian or a Chinese. That was it. Even fish and chips you had to go to the shop. I mean I don't know well maybe not for you but from where I'm from you could order a pizza, you could order Chinese and you could order India and that was it. That was it. Nowadays I mean some Vietnamese on a Tuesday evening. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays I'm getting my phone. You know what I mean? You know what, actually, man? I totally agree with you because now I'm like having wagon mama, I'm having like trust me. Squid, like... Sometimes I'll be thinking I might be ordering from three different places in one night. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, what do you want? Because I'm about to order from him. We can get that from there and that from there and that from there. And then you just gotta get get it to coordinate. Do you know what I mean? As long as it coordinates and just delivers at the same time, you're good, man. You're good. That's so right. Because I remember all you could order is like Pizza Hut. That was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. I do do wish they had like, I do wish there was some way of them kind of like maybe putting a bar on my account, you know, if I go over a certain amount. Because during the pandemic, you know, those those days where, well, especially when I was knocked down for a while, George, I'd be like, well, it's 7am now, so I might as well order a McDonald's breakfast when I go to sleep. And it's like, you know what I mean? Just living that proper unhealthy life. I mean, just doing all I could to get out of shape. Um, so I think maybe there needs to be some tighter controls on there because I can go and go wild on Deliveroo. But apart from that, no, I'm grateful for Deliveroo existing right now. I really am. <laughs> I love that. Brilliant. <laughs> to flip it, what is mm-hmm. what's around now that you wish was gone in the past in the bin? Ah, I'll tell you one thing that's going back. I don't like the fact that in some places you can't pay with cash. <laughs> I mean, because. I mean, to be fair, I'm quite bad for it. I usually don't take cash out with me, but there's certain businesses that can't make a hustle now um, without, unless they've got kind of like card machines and stuff like that. And I'm just saying, how are you supposed to run a little thing for the tax man if you ain't got no... <laughs> 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 no, nah, I'm joking. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Don't send me to jail, don't send me to jail. But I'm, I just think that for smaller businesses, cash is essential, do you know what I mean? So I wish that there was... It seems like there's an agenda right now to kind of get rid of cash. And I just don't... It seems a bit iffy for me because as soon as you get rid of cash, then they're going to start trying to put chips in people with people's bank balance and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm trying to just stay as grounded and, and as human as possible. And I think cash helps with that. Do you know what I mean? So, hey, not going to lie. I don't think that's going to happen, especially after Corona. I have not touched pennies in my life for a year now. I know, I know, I know. Well, just give us a beat then, isn't it? Give us a beat. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> I hear you, though, because I've been to like festivals or whatever, and it's just been like totally card only. Like, yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember someone who was it. I gave um, uh, just someone. People just look at your transactions and think, well, "What's that? Why have you taking cash out there?" It's like well, to pay for the food. 
Do you know what I mean? And people just don't, people think it's weird for you to have cash on you. And I'm just like, chill out, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, le- it's legal tender. It doesn't have to be suspicious all the time. Although sometimes it is, but do you know what I mean? It's not always. Not going to lie. When, the only time I ever have to take out cash is when I'm going to a Chinese shop. Because my Chinese yeah. shop only take That's cash. The best Chinese in Wickham, um, they're called Thai Pan. If you ever in high Wickham, like, hold on, Thai Pan. But they only take cash. They only take cash. And sometimes I've got to go to the cash point to get cash out for them. And I'm thinking, if I, if it was a normal society, I'd have, I'd have cash laying around. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. I've so, slowly but surely, I've come, the, I don't know, the system's kind of eradicated cash from my, from my life. So yeah, man, bring back cash, man. Bring back cash. <laughs> Maybe we need to because I am a tapper. I'm like, I've got the watch, I've got the phone. I just tap, tap, yeah. tap, tap. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it seems we're lazy. That's what it is. We're just lazy out here, man. <laughs> yeah. The way on, when it comes to tax year, I'm looking at my bank statement, I'm like, I just tap, tap. Hippodrome. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But the thing is, it's bait as well when, you, when your account was like, so you spent this much at clubs and on alcohol this year. I was like, I don't want to know all that. So if I take if I take out cash, then I don't know at the end of the day. I just know that I spent that money. That's fine. Unless I keep my receipts, it's fine. But I don't need to be known that I spent that in that bar and that in that bar and that in that bar over like the course of like one night. I don't, I don't, need, to, I don't need to know all that. So, I mean, I drink to forget, not to remember how much I spent, man. So yeah, bring back cash. <laughs> Okay, to end the podcast, I like to always think about the future. So, Raf, what's your right. plans for the future? Plans for the future. I want to try to make some music right now. I think lockdown's kind of given everyone time to kind of uh, focus on other things that they may, maybe didn't have time to do before because of work and stuff like that. So, um, we've been making uh, some music. So, hopefully, in the next sort of year or so, we can kind of bring some of that out. And then also just to kind of add more, add more runs to my belt in kind of uh, you know theatre and TV. I just want to keep keep going. It sounds pretty pretty boring because it's what I have been doing. But you know, I just want to be out there. My ideal kind of stuff in the future. I'd love to kind of you know bang out a little TV series, then have a bit in a film, and then be on stage for six months. If I can do that every year. If, I mean, it's a tall order, right? Yes, that's sick. <laughs> but if I could kind of get that every year, that would be that. If I was, that's that's kind of what I want to aim for. I want to have a period in my life in the future where I can, you know, have a maybe recurring role in a TV series that I film every year, and then you know, just do a different, different, a different show on stage every year. Because I, I never want to not do stage. Um, to be honest with you, just because I, I just, I just love it. I mean, I love. There's nothing better than being there and you know having the audience live in the room with you and you know having it different every night. But then also, I want to you know get my face out there with a bit of film and TV as well. So that's 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 the future goals for me with a bit of music on the side. Mate, I love it, and I'm yeah. inspired, and I feel like hopefully listeners, you'll be inspired as well. Hey, we're trying to speak into existence right now because after this pandemic is going to have got hustle. Yes. But yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Raph, it's been sick. Thank you for joining. It's been joining. a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, George. And uh, let's not make it another decade before, before <laughs> we see each other again. <laughs> so if you enjoyed listening to Raph's life, make sure you check him out on Instagram at the show 32 And also check him out on the NatWest advert, which is out now. <laughs> Looking pregnant as hell, man. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hashtag TBT with me, Jaw If you like what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts. And leave a little review if you're feeling nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace out. Till next time. <laughs>